Hey everyone, it's Jenna from the Hello I'm Underpaid podcast. <laughs> um, welcome, welcome to uh, season two. Today we are speaking with Laura Vassman, author of uh, two books, Spiritual Nomad and Penny Panic. And welcome. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. Cool. Um, so we met because we were both on tea with Gary V mm-hmm. back in April when the pandemic first started. And um, I was just kind of curious how things have been going since and what what was, um, I'm kind of curious, I know a lot of people have asked me, um, what was your biggest takeaway from being on Tea Talk with Gary? Um, well, I mean, I didn't expect him to, I really went there for kind of like a different reason of just really strictly talking about my books, but I didn't expect him to kind of like call me out about not doing video. That was totally unexpected. Um, but it was kind of something I've always resisted and resisted fucking hard. Like I was not about it. I was like, that is not me. And I, I held on to what he had said that if it's not for you, it's, it's don't do it. So, but in his context of how he explained it is like, well, you don't know if it's for you, if you've never tried it, but I, in my brain was like, no, I'm not going to do it. So that was like my huge takeaway. And it was great that I tried it and it sucked at first and it still sucks sometimes. Like there's other, there's times where I don't want to do it, or I'm just not feeling confident that day, or I feel like I have nothing to say. And uh, I struggle sometimes still with like talking to myself. Like it's easier when I'm seeing someone in front of me. Um, it's hard when there's nobody there, but um, it's, it takes practice. And it, I can tell you from what April, it's gotten a lot easier. That's amazing. Yeah. I went through a similar situation when I started my YouTube channel because it is kind of weird, like just sitting and talking to a camera. Yeah. And like nobody's there. I and know. like, you know, like someone will watch this later, but like, um, so it is like a little, it's like a little awkward at first. And I definitely felt awkward when I first started doing it. Um, so since you've been doing videos since, do you still feel like it's not for you or? Um. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge like YouTube personality. I would not say I'm a video person. I would say I'm obviously I'm still very much a writer. I can say I do video content, I guess is what I would say. I wouldn't say like, you know what I mean? Like it's my strong suit is my writing and it always will be. And I think when I am passionate or something sparks something and I am able to like speak on it really well, then it does show well via like video, but you know, sometimes it's very awkward. Yeah, I feel you. I feel sort of similar about it because um, it's definitely not my strong point either, but um, I definitely feel like, you know, um, there are things I want to talk about sometimes. So I kind of deal with that discomfort. Mm-hmm. if that yeah. makes sense yeah you kind of have to push through it sometimes and I think um sometimes there's like things that you know I, I think back to when I thought of doing videos sometimes like years ago and I talked myself out of it but there's sometimes for me with my writing sometimes it doesn't there's more to say 
you know, and like Instagram like limits how much you can write. So sometimes you have to speak. And that's where it's great for me that I can speak longer or, you know, say what I really need to say and get it out. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. Um, being an entrepreneur and, you know, I know, you know, you got your hustle selling the books. How do, um, how do you manage your mental health while being an entrepreneur? Like, do you feel like anxiety creeps in? Cause I know it does for me, uh, being someone who deals with anxiety. Um, it does. And I think, um, when I used to work in mental health and where my anxiety was absolutely rampant and I was not doing the self-care that I should have, or at the time self-care wasn't really working. And, you know, I learned from that experience that the moment it starts getting overwhelming or you're not creative, or it's like, it's just not hitting, then you stop 100%. Like, I don't judge myself if I'm like, like, honestly, the, like, I'm not going to get political, but like the last few days, like just feeling all the energy of that shit from Wednesday, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I need a break. Cause it's just, it's not only just like talking about it and whatever it's in your feed all day, every day, like your friends or your who and Facebook, it's fucking everywhere. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tap out for a minute. Cause I, yeah. just, I just can't, but you know, um, yeah. And it's not, you know, being an entrepreneur is hard. And, you know, it's, but I enjoy it at the same time, but it's not to say that I don't have personal shit going on. And um, I think you have to, as an entrepreneur, accept that and admit that to yourself and just be like, listen, I'm tapping out. And that doesn't mean I'm done. It just means I'm taking a minute to just like woosah for a second. And then you just come back. That's it. And you take however, however much time you need. You know, and just do the self-care that you need to do. Like for me, if it's like not working out really bothers me. Like I get more irritated. My anxiety is higher. You know, I don't, things don't hit me as hard if I'm not working out. So when I am, it's like, all right, things are just moves more smoothly, you know? So you just have to have those things, like I've said before, like just in your toolbox, you have to be able to know what works for you and utilize them when you know your and your body's always telling you that you know it's it's we who makes it very complicated when we don't listen to it for sure I've done that so many times and um I think that what's I've totally like um resonate with a lot of what you're saying because I had the same thing I remember we had actually talked a couple months back mm -hmm. about doing this podcast I was like look I need to um I need to take a break from the podcast and um yeah I really had to take a few months away from underpaid clothing because I was going through a similar situation where I was just getting completely burnt out I um and I wasn't listening to myself and I would just push myself harder and harder. And I feel like with entrepreneurship, there could be kind of a toxic narrative sometimes with like feeling like we have to be grinding 24 seven and grind ourselves to the point of burnout. Yeah. 
and then we get burnt out and we have to end up taking a few months off where this year I'm trying a new approach, scheduling in days for self-care and scheduling days to take a day off every, you know, take a day off maybe mm-hmm. once a week or whatever, you know, it's just, it's so necessary in my opinion. Yeah. And yeah. what, Yeah. No, because I try to do, because like in the beginning, I'm sure like once right after Gary V, it's like you get all these DMs or, you know, you just, you have like all these things coming at you at a million miles an hour. And it was very overwhelming at first, but um, it's calmed down quite a bit, but still like, even still for me, like I need to like have my, like I kind of did it where it's like my weekends are for me. Sometimes I'll be inspired and I'll, I'll post and like, sometimes I'm like, don't work like stop because I'm just like even but I it's just if I'm just chilling or something like will just spark an idea and I'm you know because a lot of my posts are not like pre-thought out they're very much on the fly so it's I could just be like hanging out with my family I'm like oh nope gotta do something but it's I have to like check myself sometimes because you do need that time to just chill out and like binge a show or like do what you need to do or like you know you you need that because you don't once you're at that burnout stage it's not fun anymore and you like you yeah it becomes a job it's just like you're like fuck I don't want to do this and it sucks and you know I mean it should it should be hard and it's and it is work but um yeah you gotta always take care of yourself because you're not going to put out your best self or your best content if you're not 100 percent Definitely. And from what I found with myself, creativity wise as well, like I find that when I give myself a break and I give myself that time to actually think and not just go at a hundred nonstop, I find it allows me to get that time where creative ideas pop in my head. Mm -hmm. When I'm going nonstop and nonstop, I feel like creative ideas don't pop into my head as often. Mm-hmm. so yeah and I, I think it's interesting because like I know you're you're more of like an artist and artists and writers are very similar you know I mean you're you're doing your own art a different way than I am but I think the way we think is very similar like do like you have to get to that weird meditative state as an artist whether you're a writer singer whomever or writer um and it's like, it's a weird zone. It's almost hard to explain when you're in that zone, but like, that's when you're most creative and that's when your best ideas come through. Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. Um, I had that over the summer and when I finally took a step back and finally gave myself some space, I'm like, wow, a new shirt idea just came into my head or Mm -hmm. like, you know, Mm -hmm. a new, like idea for how to market the business has popped in my head and it's like well if I didn't allow myself if I didn't give myself that time to relax and think and step back a little bit like I don't think that those ideas would have would have came to me yeah how has traveling affected your life like how has it changed your life has it given you like a different perspective on things different cultures like how has that um, um and why and do like do you recommend it to people because like traveling is definitely something I've been wanting to do more of yeah 
I almost could say I recommend that more than college, more than college. Not even going to lie. It taught you more than college. I, I, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, it taught me wow. more about life taught me more about life uh granted I was my first time out there was when I was 17 because I went and did like an educational thing when I was in high school um and then I went again after I graduated high school when I was like 18 so you know what especially someone with anxiety it's like traveling that was the only thing for some weird reason that I didn't have anxiety when I was doing it like it was very bizarre. And I always thought about it when I was a kid and I was like, what? And then that's kind of where my, I got addicted to it for a few years. Cause I was like, why am I so granted? It's like kind of vacation. So I get it. But like, like, why am I, why do I feel so different than when I'm out there versus home? And why can't I be that Laura at home? You know, like, how do I bring that back home? So it just taught me that it just taught me like an incredible amount of confidence in myself to just be a young woman, especially like traveling by yourself and figuring it out and just not knowing the language, not knowing a single person, just even basic shit, like just figuring out like, how do you get on a train? Like, or where do you pay for the ticket? Or like, you know, like back when I traveled in 2008, internet wasn't as crazy as it is now like we didn't have smartphones so it was guidebooks so it was like huh how the fuck do i say this word because it has like the, the language in the back of it and it's like how do i say this you know and it's taught me like absolute resilience that i and being resourceful and i think when you can figure stuff out like that for yourself it just you just you can't not be confident from that and then when you take that home into your regular life, you're like, you know what? I figured out how to take a train from Italy to Switzerland by my damn self. I think I can handle like this job interview or something. You know what I mean? Like whatever you are anxious about at home. It's like, I, I use those as examples all the time where I'm like, this is not as bad. Like I've done X, Y, Z. And if I can do X, Y, Z, then I can do this. And it gives me a confidence boost to keep going. That's amazing. I, um, yeah, traveling is definitely something I've been wanting to do more of. And it does, I mean, not only that, but just like learning about different areas, learning about different cultures just sounds amazing. Yeah. And you, I think, oh, sorry. No, and you learn so much about, um, like, especially with cultures. I'm, I love talking to other people from different parts of the world. Like, because, you know, we kind of have this unfortunate uh, stereotype of travelers being American out there. Um, we're being, we're usually thought of as loud and obnoxious and, you know, ignorant and it's unfortunate. And, you know, I've bumped into other American travelers where I'm like, you guys are, I'm like, I see why they say it. I see why they say it. So, but a lot of people, sometimes like are shocked that I, I was American when I was out there because they were like, I've never met an American who was so intrigued. I'm like, cause I'm not a moron. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm like, I'm very curious because I'm like, I don't like being told one side of the story. Cause I know there's their side and then there's an in-between of the truth, you know? And I just love learning because and about other cultures. Cause at the end of the day, they might not speak the same language as me, but they're still, we're so the same. 
and I've noticed that any place I've traveled, we all struggle with the same stuff. Just, we just have different cultures and different languages. That's the only barrier. Right. Yeah. And I feel like you don't really know that unless you travel, like, because sometimes, you know, like you can't trust what you read or see on, you know, in the media or whatever. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, you won't really get that perspective unless you actually, you know, travel places and see what it's like in different parts of the world. Yeah, and you know what, that actually helped me actually in my mental health jobs, not gonna, because I, I would have clients from different cultures that, um, uh, I'm trying to think of like an example, like I had a client just culturally, like you, if you understand their culture, you understand why they're, they're resistant to certain things or why they're resistant to telling their family certain things or like, like, or the idea of like family being such a hard, um, opinion to crack or something just so culturally it's like oh okay I get it so traveling really helped me with that because I, I would have clients who came from Indian families and they're just you know they want you to succeed and they're they're usually very tough on their children so you're struggling with mental illness they don't understand mm. so and he would get so excuse me he would get so frustrated but like because I've traveled and because actually I love Indian culture I understood it. So I was able to talk to him like a person and like, be like, I get it. I understand. I get it. Obviously I, I was never raised Indian or in an Indian culture. So I don't fully understand, but I can sympathize, you know? So that's why, yeah. I think, that's why I think traveling is so important because you learn from other cultures, you take it back home, you meet someone in America or something. You just, it just gives you more empathy for people. It gives you more leeway to be more compassionate towards other people and other people's opinions you know even if you don't like it you have to be like well where they come from that's part of it how are they raised it's part of it yeah I might not like what the person says but you know or what they believe or whatever but I'm like oh, okay like I can I can I can put the pieces together you know yeah definitely and um that's definitely valuable. So I could see why you say that, you know, traveling taught you more than college and was probably, you know, overall, depending on what college people go to, like probably overall cheaper as well, you know, yeah. than a college degree. Yeah. So um, do you want to talk about how that ties into your books and how you talk about anxiety and travel in your books? Um, yeah, so my, my first one is, I would say is kind of more along the lines of like a memoir. Um, that's about my personal struggles with anxiety. That's a pretty, that book is pretty raw and uncut. I don't leave any details out in that one. Um, but it takes me on a travel journey that I did for like on and off for like 10 years. Um, and it's like a culmination of what I, my blog from back in the day and like all my travel journals because I, everywhere I travel to, I write every single day. So I write after that day, I discuss what we, what I saw, who I met, the conversations I had. So I can go back, pick a date in like whatever year within the last 10 years, and I can tell you where I was. So, and it, that book is just all the messages and this, like, I say spiritual messages. It's not like 
I think some people misconstrue the spiritual part. Um, has really nothing to do with religion. It's just a spiritual personal journey, a personal growth type journey. Um, and each message that I've gained from each trip, I would take home. So each chapter kind of emulates that. And then, um, you know, with when I was working in mental health and just meeting clients that I had, and then my stepdaughter was dealing with panic attacks. And so I was like trying to figure out a way to do something for, for her and like for her generation of kids. Cause I was like, these kids don't have, I just felt like they don't have what we had. I don't know. I just feel like they were struggling with a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, you add social media, which, you know, is another layer to it. Um, so I wanted to do something that was like, that's something that they can relate to, but still get like a therapeutic message through it, but in a fun way where it's not boring because I was looking up what teen anxiety books and they look so clinical, they, they're boring. I'm like, nobody's gonna tell, try telling a teen to go sit and in a meditative, like in a, you know, like just sit and be like, oh, just meditate for 20 minutes. Go tell a teen that. They're gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. They're not gonna do it. <laughs> So I wanted to do things that like they can resonate with, they can understand the stories in the book and do the coping skills can be done anywhere. And I specifically wanted to do it so that they can do those coping skills even in school. So, and they're not so outwardly like, you're not gonna look like a weirdo for doing them. You know, like you can sit in your desk and do them. Um, so that's kind of where, and that one means a lot to me because I wish I had a book like that when I was a kid, you know? So I hope, I hope it helps teens. Oh, that's amazing. It's great that like you made the book that you wish you had when you were a teen. So that sounds amazing. And um, that is a good point. I do meditate now and I do go to therapy now. Mm -hmm. But when I was in my teens, I was resistant to therapy and, you know, didn't even think about trying meditation. So it's interesting, like, um, you know, like, you know, teens might not be as, you know, willing to do things that they would be later on as an adult. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I was raised... I was a different teen as a kid because I, I was meditating as a kid. So like, I remember even meditating like as, as early as middle school, but, um, and my mom, she, I feel like she raised us on like Wayne Dyer kind of because like he, she was obsessed with him from like the seventies and, you know, he's like an amazing spiritual teacher and, um, you know, and so I was always kind of, I wouldn't say always, but I did do it periodically, but I was still struggling with anxiety as a kid and as a teen, and probably at its worst when I was in my early 20s. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never went to therapy before that either. And I only started going in my 20s. And, you know, I just want kids to think like, therapy's okay and therapy's cool. And it's like, it needs to be sought as a cool thing 
Like it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to cry. It's actually a good thing to release your emotions. And I think when you start, like I've noticed over the years, cause I would just like kind of test it where I'm like, you know, it's not a healthy behavior, but when you bottle things in and then I would, I knew at some point I'm going to explode or at some point it's going to manifest into a panic attack or whatever it is. And I just didn't, and I, I recognized the pattern. So for me, I was like, I have to get it out. So whether that's therapy or that's me writing, it's therapeutic for me. So each person just needs to learn their thing and just be disciplined and do it, you know, but it takes time. It's like an, it's an art. It's an art form for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely about self-awareness. And now that I think about it, I do say that I didn't meditate when I was younger, but I have been drawing my whole life and drawing is kind of therapeutic and meditative to me. Mm -hmm. So that is something that, you know, um, that definitely helps. Yeah. And I think like, that's also part of the book too, where I, I make it like, there's some meditation points in there, but they're not what we what the vast majority of people think where you have to just like sit in like a pretzel and like meditate for 20 minutes. Like there's so many different ways of meditating. Like for you, it's drawing or for me, it's writing. Like you can meditate and wash dishes. Like sometimes just like you just get into a weird zone where you kind of zone out. That's like a meditative state or like taking a walk or whatever, or like, like the washing dishes ones, that's like a working meditation, but you know, whatever, works for you some people clean I don't know (laughs) so I mean that works for me sometimes so yeah definitely I mean something just as simple as going for a walk and thinking can be incredibly like for me whenever it's nice out like in the summer I'll go for a hike and just a walk in nature Mm-hmm. The amount of creative ideas sure. that come into my mm-hmm. head while I'm walking, it's insane. Like yeah. I literally, like I started pulling out my phone and I would yeah. use the Evernote app to like record um, voice memos because I'm like, these ideas are like, I don't know why, just something about being in nature to me. I'm like walking just, it's like I'll get so many creative ideas popping into my head I'll be like I don't want to forget this so I'm gonna like you know Uh talk talk about what I'm thinking so it's definitely interesting so um so have you worked in a toxic work environment and have you felt underpaid before um yeah many times (laughs) um I would say both of whatever mental health job, unfortunately I had was extremely toxic. Um, Definitely underpaid doing that. And it's hard work and you're dealing with serious things like dealing with mental illness for people. And when you're, when you're doing that type of work and you're stressed out from just doing that type of work and then you're underpaid on top of it, it adds a whole nother layer and you're in a whole nother ballpark of stress. So yeah, Um, I've been there many times. It's not fun. Um, And I'm glad that I left because I I know my value. Um, And it's just, you know, I just, I'm like, you know what? It's not for me. And I know a lot of people that I've met in the field that are great at their job. And I'm like, you're like a mother Teresa. I don't know how you do this. Um, 
not to say that I wasn't good at it. It just, it just overtook me. You know, it just, I'm too much of a sensitive person. And I, I have, I almost have too much empathy for, to a fault where I would just, it's hard to see someone struggle. And when you're hearing it every single day and you see it every single day and you see like the most atrocious of things every day, it's hard to be upbeat, you know? Yeah, I definitely feel you there. Um, and you can't even like, and when it's your job, you can't even like take a break from it. You know, oh. like, I mean, I guess you could take a PTO day here and there, but like, you can't like, just be like, I need to like step away from this for a bit. So yeah. that definitely, I, um, I'm glad that you were self-aware about it and that you knew your worth and that you moved on because oftentimes I know I have done it. Like, I feel like oftentimes can get like comfortable at a job and mm -hmm. end up staying at a job that we hate. Um, just because we're comfortable, it's what we're used to. And, um, yeah, so I'm definitely glad that you moved on from that. But um, yeah, so um, I wanted to, do you have any uh, shout outs you wanna give uh, for your Instagram, for your platforms? Um, yeah, I mean, you, um, well, I just wanted to say about my book because I some people wanted um, more copies, but I ordered them, so they should be here January nineteenth. I bought more copies. Um, if you wanted like a signed copy, you can get it on um, my website, uh, travelingjerseygirl.com. Um, and then all my Twitter, uh, Instagram is Travel Jersey Girl. It's J E R Z, and then Facebook is Traveling Jersey Girl. So you can follow me there. I'm everywhere. I'm even on LinkedIn too. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. And I'll leave some of those links down in the description and thank you so much for coming on. It's thank definitely so awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Definitely awesome chatting with you.